Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time. Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John, text them in right now, 206-421-3776. That's 421 ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. Okay. Uh, hey, what do you, what do you, uh, I saw the comments from uh, Coach Flores on the Watson potential trade, and he's, you know, he's putting the foot down that, you know, Tua's our, our quarterback and, you know, their support for Tua. Is that, is that just lip service out there in Miami? Or what, what do you think the reality is that they are trying to acquire Watson? And all in all of that good yeah, stuff that's happening. I, I, out there. I believe John McClain, he's one of the most wired guys in the National Football League, particularly, you know, covering the Houston uh Texans like he does. And, you know, he he, he said, because remember he was the one that said it would never happen uh many times, and now he's saying it very well could happen. So I think it's just lip service because at this stage, I mean you've got a desperate coach and a desperate general manager. They've lost five in a row <clears throat> to a, hasn't done well. But they also have to protect themselves in case they can't get the right deal done by November 2nd, because if that's the case, then Tua has to be there the rest of the year. And you can see a lot of the comments coming out by the reporters down in Miami, how unfair they think that they've treated Tua, you know, giving them the wrong offense. I mean, one of the stories I didn't know is that apparently Tua had some difficulties with Chan Gailey, who's one of the great offensive minds in football you know, long-time veteran coach, has always done a great job, and they didn't get on the same page, and so they fired Gailey. And right now, I don't think they have the offense around him, both with talent and coaching, that makes it work. Uh, it's, it's kind of a shame because I thought Brian Flores, I mean, he's down there, could, you know, turn that team around 10-6. Mm-hmm. and six. They had all these draft choices. Wow, I mean, it's quite a shock this year. I don't know if anybody predicted I don't think nobody nobody predicted this. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you you can't. It's like, uh, you know, because again, I mean, this was a team that was supposed to be on the rise. You know, a team that uh, you know wasn't going to be able to catch Buffalo, but was a team that should stay ahead of New England. And right now, they can't even beat Jacksonville and the great Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you love that. Well, <laughs> back here, John, Bob, and I were talking a lot about um, Trey Brown. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, is Pete? Now we're kind of going back and forth because 2019, I felt like. They didn't play their rookies as much as I would have liked anyway, like Ugo Amadi and Marquise Blair. But last year, played ton, you know tons of rookies. I mean, almost everybody got a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think with Trey Brown? Do you do you think Pete's gonna? Does he trust him enough to start him? How much do you think you're going to see of him? I think so because again, if uh, Sidney Jones is not able to play, or at least if he's questionable and you know not uh, able to completely do enough, then I think there's no question that he has to be able to start. Yeah. But so, what if Sidney Jones is ready to go? What do you think? Mm, I think they mix him in. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, I think it depends on how Sidney Jones warms up on Monday night, you know, whether he can you know, get that done. And so, uh, no, I think that, that that could be the case. Hey, John, we were just talking about the John Gruden thing we brought up with you where you're saying, hey, the truth will come out, and we all kind of went, hmm. well, it's, it's in writing. It seems like it's out there already. But – it's. I think people forget that that he got caught up in this whole investigation that was centered around the Washington football team and everything that was going on with them behind closed doors. And we, you, you bring up the number of emails there are, and now you've got members of Congress saying that they 
you know, these things need to be brought into the light, which I agree with. I'm not sure why Congress is getting involved, but I, I do agree that, you know, Gruden shouldn't be the, just the the only face of this thing, that the original inspiration was centered around the Washington football team. So do we think we're going to see anything come of it? Or is it, I mean, a year-long investigation and we haven't really heard anything? No. I mean, again, they've... They had to you know, sacrifice $10 million as a fine. You know, Dan Snyder had to step back from the day-to-day operation, so he gave it to his wife, which means that Dan Snyder's still running the team. So basically, <clears throat> there hasn't been a change there, even though it looks like on paper there has been. <clears throat> but you know, I, I just don't trust the NFL right now to, uh, to do anything. I mean, because again, owners protect owners. And even though Dan Snyder's not the most popular owner, I think they'll still try to protect him as best as possible. And if that's going to be the case then, uh, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, not have anything done. But something needs to be done. I mean, you had 40 women that were in the one of the worst environmental type of work situations you can have. And, you know, you have all these naked pictures being uh, emailed and sent around and naked pictures being taken and sexual harassment and everything else. So, no, I hope that something gets done, but I'm not optimistic. Hey, John, we were listening to three different cuts. Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams. Mm -hmm. All three seemed, sounded pretty familiar. Uh, They all sounded the same, basically. As far as the communication, do you think that that's just, okay, this is what we're coming up with? Because I don't see how it can be that when you've got such good players that have been, I mean, they've, they've had enough time to get the communication down. They had all of camp. What do you, what do you make of that? Well, just go through the first five games. I didn't see the communication on the field. I mean, maybe they talked a good talk, but I didn't see the communication because they weren't in sync. Now, they came together so much better in that second half last week, uh, and you can see the communication getting better. But, no, I tend to think that uh, the communication is a big issue. I don't care if you have three Pro Bowl-type players, if you include Diggs and everything else, but if they're not on the same page, then you have the results that this team has had. How is it possible through six games, you're still, hey, we're not on the same page. What does that even mean? You're spending the entire week focusing on that one opponent, and as a, you're broken up into different groups, the linebackers, mm-hmm. cornerbacks, defensive line. You all get together. You're going through the game plan. You know communication has been an issue in the previous weeks. How is it possible to walk out there and do that again and say, yeah, we're just on different page? Well, because, again, I think what you're looking at is that uh, you know they're making some subtle changes or big changes Uh, overall. I mean, remember, the season started out with Trey Flowers being the starting cornerback. He's out, gone, and in Cincinnati. Then it became Sidney Jones, and then uh, they brought in Trey Brown last week, and so you've had, you know, three different cornerbacks that have been out there. Then, of course, they take, uh, you know, DJ Reed and now move him from the left side to the right side. So, you know, you have that issue, and they just did that last week. And then, you know, you don't know how many linebackers are going to be on the field, you know, and how many times they're going to go into seven defensive backs. And so you have all these different things that you can see why. And plus, we all knew with the fact that uh, you had 592 players sit out of the uh, preseason and so many starters, it was going to take a month to be able to get things all together. And I think that uh, that's part of the problem, too. John, come on, man. Come on, man. This is not a new defense. This is not a new defensive coordinator. You've got a lot of the same players that have been there. They were there last year. I, I, yeah, I get guys shuffling in and out because of injury. you got a new cornerback. Okay, but what that doesn't explain a linebacker that's been there for a decade having communication problems or anybody else that's been there. That doesn't, you know, I, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's not good enough. 
communication deals with seven players, not just one. I mean, Bobby right. Bobby Wagner can communicate, but if not if they're not listening as well, then it's not working. So I mean, just because Bobby Wagner's had such a great career and all that stuff, I mean, just don't put it on Bobby Wagner. No, it's I'm putting it, I'm putting it on on Ken Norton is what I'm doing. I'm saying yeah, if there is yeah. a problem with communication and everybody on that side of the ball is saying it, yet yeah. it's not being fixed. Then it it comes from the top. It comes from the man who's putting the plan in place. Is it too complex? Is it as Dave said? Maybe there are too many exceptions to the rules and this or that. Whatever it is. So so basically, I'm getting the idea, Bob. You want uh, Ken Norton Jr. fired? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's doing a good job, John. I mean, uh-huh. that's the bottom line. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great linebacker coach. The idea that communication is a problem mm-hmm. after six weeks. With a defense that's not new. If we were talking about the offense and Shane Waldron and going, hey, it's all new and they're having communication issues, that would make perfect sense because it's new terminology, it's a new system. You don't have that excuse on the other side. So who's the replacement? I don't know. Well, there you go. That's the problem. <laughs> so Every, I mean, Because, again, the simple thing is, and you've seen it in this town, and it's not – I mean, just you and but I mean, every it's like as soon as something goes wrong, get rid of the guy, get rid of the guy, get rid of the guy. Okay, well, who's there to replace him? Is who's there to replace the Trey Flowers? Who's there to replace a Ken Norton Jr.? And it's like you know, everybody wants to be rash and think you know one move can solve the the problem. Well, well it may I, not be the case. I think it's probably something that should have been addressed in the off season. To be honest, the de- this is not a new problem with the defense. They were historically bad, mm-hmm. John, last year. Historically bad. So this is this has been a downward trend. This is not just an overreaction, knee jerk reaction to this season. So yeah. I, I think it's something that should have been addressed in the off season. Yeah, but it wasn't. And so now what do you do? I mean, you try to make the best of the situation. And again, if you fire Ken Norton Jr. now, who are you getting? I don't know who's behind him. Who's 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 the uh, who's the Clint Hurt is the assistant head coach. Yeah. I mean, you know, Pete. I mean, look, you see Brandon Staley. He calls the defense down in with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I guess Pete could call it. I mean, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm beyond frustrated with with that and and the lack of communication and, mm-hmm. and some of the things that I'm seeing are just are just bad and then you know it's funny you like PFF you know some of the things that they do and the, you know when they're giving people a high rating and on what I'm looking at I'm not seeing it man you know so anyway uh, I, I think I think there is some uh, merit to what you're saying though John that. Who do who are you going to get? I mean, because yeah. halfway through, it's kind of like you know they talk about Cam Newton coming in. You know, well, is he going to learn? I mean, you've got so much invested in him, but uh, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm with Bob though on on the whole thing of maybe they should have addressed it in the off season. But you know, they didn't know this was going to happen again. Right at the end of the season, it was starting to repair. But but uh, you know, I'll go back to this. What uh, we have been saying back and forth is maybe they need the preseason. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, uh, Pete Carroll uh, decides to decides to you know play differently and you know get. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to go and re, you look at like Kansas City. They were playing their guys and they're not doing so great. Mm-hmm. But so was Arizona, and mm-hmm. they're doing great. So I just think it. I wonder if it's it's there's some value in the preseason that people are going to start to see because Pete Pete disagreed with that. He was like, "Hey, we don't we don't need the preseason." Yeah. Well, so, live and learn. Maybe I think I, I, maybe say, we'll I, I agree with you. I think that they definitely need to get some preseason action in, you know, because I think they paid a price for it. But I mean, of course, I mean, you can see 
uh, you know, after the season, if something's going to happen, and you know, obviously the first name that comes to mind is going to be Gus Bradley because he's on a Raiders staff where John Gruden got fired. Now he's not available now because they need him to see how they can salvage this season. And so he's he's a defensive coordinator, but Bradley's been here. You know, they're not going to be able to get Dan Quinn because he's done a good job down in Dallas. But uh, but he I mean, was on the market in the offseason, right? He was in, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, but nothing happened. Boy, tough injury news for the Bucks. Antoine Winfield, that's the good news. He's cleared, but they rule out Gronk, Antonio Brown, Levante David, Richard Sherman. This this could be a rough week for him, John. Yeah, I would think, but uh, they they are resilient, and we're seeing a lot of resilient teams. I mean, take a look last night. We saw a resilient team in Cleveland yeah. that was down to their third string running back. They didn't have right tackle Jack Conklin. Uh, you know, they're, they – they had uh, no. They're starting quarterback. And by the way, does Case Keenum look like the best backup quarterback in the league <laughs> after what we saw last night? Look pretty well. I think the best backup running back is that Dearness Johnson. I mean, he was he was just a man out there. 146 yards. His first game, 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow! And that's your third string running back. Is yeah. that is that him or is that? What kind of O line does Cleveland have? We we don't watch them, so are they notorious for having a good line, a decent line? What what's the word? One of the best in football. Okay. Now again, they didn't have Jack Conklin at right tackle. Uh, you can see their left tackle, who's young. Wiltz is. Uh, I don't think he's very good. He's a former first round pick. Don't necessarily like him all that much. But I mean, Joel Batonio is one of the gritty guards in this league. You know, they're. Uh, J.C. Treader is the union president, and he's the center. I know he's been fighting a knee injury, but he's still going to continue to play. But, no, they've got a re- really good offensive line. And so, and you could see it, how well they did. And particularly, you know, against, and you talk about, uh, you know, r- lack of resilience or whatever you want to call it. I mean, Denver, and I, Dave, as a former linebacker, have you ever seen a team down seven linebackers? Seven. Yeah. You know, I, I was reminiscing uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. We had like five or six different starting combinations yeah. at the end of the year. But no, never, you know, seven at a time. They, yeah, they, got, that five, they got five guys on injured reserve, into, including their starting two inside linebackers. You know, Bradley Chubb still remains on injured reserve. And then during the game... You know, Micah Kaiser, the former Ram, he gets hurt. He couldn't finish. And then Von Miller gets hurt. They had basically nothing left. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of injuries, we, we've been yeah. kind of speculating. You know anything about D. Eskridge? Because we, we just haven't nothing. heard anything nothing. about him in a so while. weird. Is that, it's kind of concerning maybe? Yeah, has to be. I mean, the longer it goes, the worse you have to think it is. So, no, I think it has to be very concerning. And we're talking almost now the whole season. Well, it's kind of weird just because, I mean, we only saw him, what, touch the ball three times? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two carries, one reception. Yeah, but, I mean, the times that he did, I mean, both, on both the fly sweeps, he beat Darius Leonard. Now, I know you should be a linebacker when you're a wide receiver, but still, that's one of their best players. And yeah, he, but also, remember, he was, Leonard was playing hurt at the time. He, he, was, was, he, he was, was hurt in week one? Yeah. He mm. was probably playing about 75%. Well. My experience is you don't go out there at 75%. But anyway, yeah, he's, you know, Eskridge just showed a lot of, you know, a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it looks like they could really use him. And, you know, it's a shame because now with Trey Brown playing, I thought Foresight did a really good job uh, in, in the preseason. And, yeah. yeah, you get him and now all of a sudden you got a nice little youth movement with two-thirds of your draft. That sounds like a lot, but it's only two guys. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. 
John, the 425 asking a question for John Clayton. John, I don't know when the trade deadline is, but would Marlon Mack be somebody the Seahawks could look at if Chris Carson is out indefinitely and Alex Collins is not healthy moving forward? It could be, yeah. I mean, because, uh, I mean, he's a former 1,000-yard back. I mean, you know, he can fit into this scheme. He could. I know San Francisco has been talking to Indianapolis about him the last few weeks. But, yeah, he could be a consideration. Because, again, you know, he's still on his rookie contract, so he's not making much money. Yeah. Hey, John, uh, bold pick of the week. Uh, the Texans are going to beat the Cardinals. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Dave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> One in five versus six and zero. Oh. What a stinker. Zero chance. Zero. Uh, uh, okay, who beats who worse? Do the Cardinals beat the Texans by more than the Rams beat the uh, fighting kneecap biters in the 0-6 <laughs> Detroit Lions. Uh, I, I, I have to think that Matthew Stafford's going to put on a show. Yeah. Jared Goff will not. And so I have to think that's going to be the biggest, biggest margin of victory with Houston being second. Yeah, there you go. I, I agree. I mean, the Rams look really I – mean, I know they're not 6-0 like yeah. the Cardinals, and I know the Cardinals beat the Rams, but they look pretty dominant right now, John. They're mm-hmm. feeling it. They are. Uh, good. John, the 208, asking, what grade would you give Shane Waldron so far this year? I'd give him a B. I mean, because, again, you can see that he brought you know a lot, a lot of uh, new stuff that can work. It certainly worked with uh, Russell Wilson you know, and, at times, and there's times where it didn't work. But I think that uh, you can see that there's something there. I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is what you saw from, you know, Russell Wilson last year holding the ball for 2.9 seconds because he's always trying to make that extra play. But, <clears throat> I mean, Shane had it down to 2.66 at one point. That's good. Hey, uh, John, Kansas City, uh, I know that uh, early on and pretty much still, they're struggling on defense. But, you know, I think they're going to be able to right the ship. They're at Tennessee yeah, this yeah. week. What do you think? Won't be easy, but oh, let's fire John Spagnola. Fire, fire John Spagnola. we got to fire the defensive coordinator. I'm just Steve. Joking. Steve Spagnola, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, fire Steve Spagnola. But, no, I think that uh, it's one where – He's, uh, you know, they, they, I think they'll do a much better job, but it's going to be tough because, you know, Julio Jones hasn't lived up to his potential yet. And, you know, he can do well, I think, against the cornerbacks of the Cardinal of the uh, of the Chiefs. And then, of course, you look at the fact that, uh, you know, you've got all these, uh, you know, different guys on the defensive line that have played hurt and <clears throat> they still don't know whether Chris Jones is going to be able to play. And you know that they've gotten hardly anything out of Frank Clark. <clears throat> that has to be, you know, a misnomer right now to see where that's all heading. <clears throat> it's going to it's, it's gonna be tough, but uh, still, they're the better team. They've got the better quarterback. Uh, John, Jimmy Garoppolo will return as a starter for the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night mm-hmm. after a three-week hiatus at Trey, and Trey Lance is hurt. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think they do when they're both healthy? Or is that going to depend on how Garoppolo looks in these next couple of I don't know how Lance, how long Lance is expected to be out. Yeah, because he's out this week again with that knee injury. No, they're going to they're stay with Garoppolo because <clears throat> Garoppolo gives them the better chance of making the playoffs. And again, maybe it's going to be tough at two and three, but still he gives them the better chance of winning, particularly against better teams, until Trey Lance you know, gets to learn more under his belt. And the fact that now he's missed a couple weeks and not been able to practice and all that stuff, that can't help him move forward. So, no, once Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, and you know, he's which he is this week, he's going to finish the season, I think, as the starting quarterback. John, you doing your show tomorrow? 
Uh, yes, indeed. Now, it's going to be a shorter show because Washington State football has a 1230 game. So the pregame is going to be at 1030. And so uh, <clears throat> I'm on taking your phone calls from 8 to 1030. And by the way, the trade deadline is supposed to be about November 2nd. Okay. But, yeah, but, but, uh, ironically, it's voting day. Mm. Oh, all right. Yeah. There you go. That makes it easy to remember. So yeah. uh, eight to eight to what did you say? Ten thirty. Eight to ten thirty. Taking eight. your phone calls. All right. There you go. Eight, and we will talk to you on Tuesday because we've got no show on Monday because yeah. of, obviously the Seahawks pregame show. So mm-hmm. have a great weekend, John. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at seven ten sports. Com. You guys can text in throughout the show, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. You excited to watch uh, Sunday football? Not, yeah. Without having to, you know, take notes. and Yeah, and rewind, pause, rewind. I yeah. do a lot of that. Yeah. That's, what, that's why, you know, former girlfriends hated watching the game with me. Because yeah. I, I would go, wait, what happened there? And I rewind. What are you doing? What are you? Yeah. Well, I want to see what happened on that play. <laughs> because I know it'll be of interest. In addition to Red Zone, the national game that most people get at 10 a.m., Titans-Chiefs. So there you go. Ooh, ooh, boy. Sit down and enjoy that one. I, I, I got to go with Red Zone, man. Well, do both. Yeah. I only have one TV. Yeah, I'm the same. Let me, let me show you the game-breaking invention called You Can Watch It On Your Computer. I'll explain that to you. <laughs> wow. It's a game changer. Wow, a little snark there from, from Lefko. No, I just want to help you guys out. Yeah. So you can giving, watch a full game, and you can watch Red Zone also. Lefko's Best giving me worlds. kind of the equivalent of a mean text. Right yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, he's yeah, older so, now, Dave. Sarcasm. Oh, yeah, he reaches 32. And <laughs> not, all of not a sudden, yet. 33. Oh, you're going to be not 33. Older Tomorrow. Well, right, you're, right. you're older than you were yesterday. Yeah, the back's starting to hurt. Let's stretch it out. making dad Here, use, use Dave's uh, little massager thing he's got there. That'll, yeah. that'll help you out. Uh, yeah, a lot of texts coming in on, on Norton and – yeah, listen, I'm not one of those people that's running around, fire everybody, fire everybody. I never say that, rarely say that. I think this has been a long-developing situation. This is not a, a knee-jerk to this year and what's six games, you can't have it, get rid of him. Come on, man, come on. We were here last year, we were here the year, but it's, it's progressively gone the wrong direction. And there's some saying, well, why would you fire him? It's Pete's defense. Well, if it, and we've debated that. We don't really know. Is it Pete saying, here's how it's going to go, these are the plays you're going to call, and Whoever's there is just a figurehead. They're just a face, and they've got no autonomy at all. If that's the case, then Pete needs to relinquish his command of the defense, if yeah. that's the case, which I don't think it is. But if that's the case, then Pete needs to hands off. Let somebody handle it. Let somebody else get in there and, and get fresh eyes on it and, and sort of reassess what's happening there. Yeah, I think it's it would be interesting to know like how much, like when they do the installation during the week, how much is Pete involved in that because, you know, like I said, it could be a Brandon Staley type of deal where, as you mentioned, get, you get fresh eyes on it. You get, okay, I'm, I'm going to dedicate myself to, you know, just doing the defense. And, you know, you got enough guys on the offensive side. Shane Waldron, you know, you, you handle that side. I'm going to focus much more on this side. I mean, that, that's something that could happen. But, I mean, I get the, the whole thing about, like I said, I compared it to bringing in Cam Newton. He doesn't know the offense. Yeah. You know, and we, so anybody who's coming in, they're not going to be able to, you know, they have to learn all the new. It has to be somebody here, right, first mm-hmm. of all. And then, you know, you would uh, you would have to kind of relearn things. But Or maybe they split duties. Maybe they take something off his plate and there's a co-defensive yeah. coordinator. Or, yeah. you know, what do we? they have, you know, associate head coaches, assistant head yeah. coaches. Why not an associate defensive coordinator or assistant defensive right. Somebody would more say, to help him out or so if there's too much on his plate or 
Well, I mean, there's something. an opportunity to to continue to improve. What did they give up last week? Was it three seventy seven? I think, or something like yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was it was an improvement from the four fifty five they were giving up. So you know, if we can see another a week of you know Improve. uh, improvement there, yeah. and you know, start to get you know, if they can win two out of these three, and hopefully with the bye week you can get Russ back for Green Bay, and they continue to repair it, then okay. All right, coming up, uh, Rashad Penny is aware of what everyone is saying, and he's ready to put all doubters aside. He's gonna he's gonna do his best to do that. He's and by the way, he he gives us an interesting revelation on how he thinks of injuries. I thought it was kind of a funny remark. We'll let you hear what he had to say. Coming up next with Wyman and Bob on seven ten ESPN Seattle.